Welcome to American Stories with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about an American movie with a powerful message of hope. The film takes place during World War II, which was confined to Europe for its first two years, then went global after the December 7th Japanese bombing of the American naval base at Pearl Harbor. Almost a year later, Hollywood released a movie about refugees struggling to leave Nazi-dominated Europe. During the opening sequence, a model of the world spins, morphing into a map of Europe with a backdrop of fleeing refugees making their way to Casablanca on Morocco's Atlantic coast. A narrator begins the story. With the coming of the Second World War, Many eyes in imprisoned Europe turned hopefully or desperately toward the freedom of the Americas. Lisbon became the great embarkation point. But not everybody could get to Lisbon directly, and so a tortuous roundabout refugee trail sprang up. Paris to Marseille, across the Mediterranean to Oran, then by train or auto or foot across the rim of Africa to Casablanca in French Morocco. Here the fortunate ones, through money or influence or luck, might obtain exit visas and scurry to Lisbon and from Lisbon to the New World. But the others wait in Casablanca and wait and wait and wait. Most of those refugees sought solace and exit visas at Rick's Café American, run by expat Richard Blaine. His background largely unknown, Rick appears to be a crusty businessman who pledges his loyalty to no one and nothing. The Nazi-controlled French government known as Vichy regularly rounds up and eradicates any threats to its authority, and Rick strives to steer clear of all politics. His patrons include desperate refugees, Vichy and German officials, as well as members of the French resistance. Playing the leading roles are Humphrey Bogart as Rick and Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa, who had known and fallen in love with Rick in Paris just as the Germans invaded in June 1940. Having pledged not to delve into each other's backgrounds, Ilsa kept her marriage to a Czech resistance leader who is presumed dead, a secret. By the time of the movie's action, however, Ilsa shows up in Casablanca as a refugee, with her very much alive husband, Victor Laszlo. She must choose between the two men, between fleeing to America with Rick, who has her heart, or Laszlo, who has her marital pledge. One of the lesser-known facts about this compelling movie is that nearly all of the 75 actors and actresses were actual war refugees. Fourteen of the players received film credit, 
and only three of those were U.S. citizens. According to one writer, as the film was being made, their own living experience of Nazi tyranny and of the fight for freedom that was still going on and was still uncertain made those scenes overwhelming in their effects on the souls of those actor refugees. One of those actresses, just 19 years old, appeared in one of the movie's most emotionally stirring scenes. In real life, just hours before the Germans had seized control of Paris, Madeleine Madeleine Lebeau fled the city. With her was her Jewish husband, Marcel Dalio, whose face the Nazis had used on anti-Semitic propaganda posters. Most of his family ended up dying in Nazi concentration camps. Like thousands of other refugees, they made their way to Lisbon and from Lisbon with forged visas, experiencing countless delays and frustrations, finally managed to arrive in Hollywood two years later. They both won roles in Casablanca. LeBeau as a woman in love with Rick, who, after he spurns her, starts hanging on a German officer's arm. In a scene in which the Germans at Rick's begin singing of their fatherland, LeBeau's character, Yvonne, cannot go along with them. Realizing she is French through and through, she begins leading the other patrons in a rousing, defiant rendition of La Marseillaise, the French national anthem. As they drown out the competing Nazis, tears stream down her trembling cheeks as she cries out, Viva la France! and Viva la Démocratie! All the actors who sang La Marseillaise sang and wept with souls full of defiance for tyranny and resolution on behalf of the cause of freedom. One of the American-born actors noticed that many of his fellow players were shedding real tears during that scene, and he recalled, I suddenly realized that they were all real refugees. These actors knew the brutality of Nazi power. Helmut Dantin, who played the young man guided by Rick at the roulette table, was an anti-Nazi youth leader in Vienna in 1938. He was arrested and placed in a concentration camp for three months. Austrian Ludwig Stussel, who portrayed an older man leaving for America with his wife, was jailed several times when Germany annexed Austria. The Russian-born actor Leonid Kinsky, who played the bartender smitten by Yvonne's charms, recalled 30 years after the film was made, I think it was the most moving patriotic scene ever played in any picture. And Madeleine Lebeau as Yvonne is the soul of the scene. One writer noted how Casablanca gained meaning over the years, way past its World War II era, how it became the way in which generations remembered what was at stake in that war and all the complexities involved in it, the failures, the compromises, 
the choices, the heroism, the cause. Because of the art of the film, millions of moviegoers in coming generations experienced these scenes with the same depth of feeling as those who had experienced tyranny and the fight for freedom in person. Good art helps us respond commensurately to the world as it really is, a fight for love and glory, a case of do or die. In the real world as it always is, the cause of freedom is there, waiting to be engaged. Thank you for joining me for American Stories. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.